Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 148. Oh, I am in London, and my jet lag has turned into just regular land lag. So I apologize if I sound tired right now and might ramble uh, at the beginning of this intro. What? All right. I just woke up again. Okay. Feeling good. Um, I'm very excited that we're shooting a bunch of stuff for the BBC America show, our year in review, which is going to air Christmas Eve at 9, 8 central on BBC America. I'm here talking to uh, David Tennant, Simon Pegg, Thomas Dolby, uh, a bunch of really cool people for the Nerdist TV specials. So check that shit out, please. Also, our live shows uh, are on sale. Go to Nerdist.com slash calendar. Uh, our next show is January 6th, the 930 Club in DC. And as part of SF Sketchfest on January 28th, you should go to sfsketchfest.com, by the way, and see their amazing tastic lineup that they just announced for this year. There are so many incredible acts on that I'm not even going to try to prioritize them. They're all equally amazing. So go there if you live in the Bay Area, or even if you don't. Um, that is an incredible festival happening uh, in January and February. Do I sound like a robot right now? I feel like I sound like a robot in my headphones. I apologize if I sound like a robot. Ooh, I better take the Voight Kampf test. Yeah, Blade Runner reference. Up top. I just up topped myself. That's what you gotta do when you travel. It gets lonely. Sometimes you gotta up top yourself. Hope the maid doesn't come in while I'm doing it. I would like to send a round of hugs over to the table that belongs to Audible.com. Audible is this week's uh, podcast sponsor. Now, uh, my book is on Audible, and if it weren't for Audible, I would not have been able to consume a lot of the books that actually went to uh, research into my head to end up writing my book. Uh, I spent a lot of time in my car in Los Angeles, and Audible made it possible for me to listen to a lot of books. And most people just don't, unfortunately, have time to sit down and read words on pages. I know, it's sad, but... It's not so sad because Audible helps you get around that. You can put all the stuff in your ears. And in a lot of cases, like for instance, I got Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up, because it's read by him. So Audible kind of gives you a whole nother layer of, uh, of book consumption that you wouldn't necessarily have just with the uh, voice in your head, reading word for word. Then you get lost, and you got to go back and read the page over again. Then you start thinking about work, and then you got to go back and read the last chapter because you can't remember what you just read. All that goes away with uh, Audible.com. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash nerdist. 
Sign up and get a free audiobook. I will not be offended if it's not the Nerdist way, but thanks to Audible for being our sponsor this week on the Nerdist Podcast. And now, this episode of the Nerdist is number 148. Super nice guy, uh, actor named Joel David Moore. Uh, Joel is the star of Avatar. He's been in a ton of television stuff, ton of guest stars, ton of series, a ton of commercials. Uh, you certainly recognize him when you see him and you hear him, and just an all-around terrific guy. So it was really fun to have him on uh, while he's in production on Avatar 2. So here we go, Nerdist Podcast. Podcast number 148, Joel David Moore. Hey, I perked up. Thanks, you guys. You made me feel all better. And crash. Now entering Nerdist.com. So what time did you get to bed then? Oh God! Um, I, I, I the late, late. Yeah. Well, because so so we were at a party and then um uh my my friend and I we it was either going back to, you know Zach it was going back to Zach you went to Zach's guys. place well we, it was either going to his or my but we kind of drew straws what who where we were gonna go I ended up with a short straw. Um, uh, which basically just meant that his sister didn't want anybody there. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, so we all went back to my place and uh, and we partied. I don't know, maybe five. That yeah. doesn't sound so bad no, now that I'm no, saying really, it out loud. But it does like, to me because I I I can't stay up past like one or two in the morning. We went. Yeah. To, I went to Zach's early. Oh, you, but I to, left to the Hodges. To, to, to yeah, the, to yeah, the yep, okay, yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yep. funny. You were there. I that's was there, hilarious. but I left at like uh, ten o'clock. Yeah, good man. Ten fifteen, and then yeah. went to another party till about midnight, oh, and then I no. went home. Oh yeah, but I did start oh. drinking at uh, four in the afternoon. The yeah. previous day. Okay, so yeah, no, so y- y- your sins are not forgiven. I yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry again. It's, Come on, yeah, my church time, penance thing. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I I didn't start drinking until later. But we went to, but uh, it's so funny going to, uh, like, at, when you go to Hollywood parties, like, I'm a guy from Portland, Oregon. Like, what the what the hell is going on here? Like, wh- <laughs> I go to these things and I'm like, and 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 you know, like my friends, like Chris, are are out there and they're f- and they're fun and famous and and crazy and kooky. And then you, but you really realize like how crazy and kooky pe- people are when they have to dress up and they have to like invent shit yep. like on Halloween. So they have to do cool, like th- you have to be cooler than your neighbor kind of thing. Right. You know? yeah. Like back when, you know, you're in Portland, you just had to be cooler than your neighbor, but they're not that cool. They're everybody's nerds and weirdos and hippies. <laughs> And um, keeping it weird, yeah. And and but Portland but, permanent summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I showed I showed up. One of my buddies had sponges all over his body, and I said I made the mistake of asking what what he was. Then he said, "I'm self absorbed." And I, uh, <laughs> I thought. That's Hollywood, and yeah, that's yeah. also meta because he probably actually is. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Ho- that's Hollywood. I always try to. I always tried to do the. Uh, the way over the top, like I'm so clever costume, and they never worked out. I think my biggest fail one year was I got all this uh, kind of like translucent tinsel, 
and hung it from my body, and I tried to go as uh, Hall's mentholiptus vapor action, and wow. and it's and, and in, in your that's head, no, nah, it's not really because you, in your head you think like, oh, this no one's gonna, and the the answer is like, yeah, no one. So every time you go up to someone, they're like, what are you? Are you some kind of space monster? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm from the Hall's commercials with the, <laughs> I'm clearing out there. Ah, fuck it, and then like you start was, pulling uh, it off, yeah. angry. I was driving through West Hollywood last night, and I saw three people dressed like Lieutenant Dangle. I saw a dangle at Zach's party, and I, and I thought it was Tom Lennon at first. That's so, how good it was. So I texted, was it Zach Efron? It was not Zach. Oh, I, saw, yeah, Zach I saw Zach last night. Zach Efron was, was a dangle? Zach Efron's Efron, a dangle? Zach Efron was wearing Tom Lennon's costume. The actual, now that sounds... Which, the actual, which, by the way, I'm going to give a shout out to Zach right now, because I love him, and he... That was such a fucking great... Because like, it was that, the he, real it thing. It was the real <laughs> thing, by the way. He had the mustache. Yeah. It was pretty, it, everything, everything worked out. Yeah, yeah there he is, yeah. man. No, that that to me. Love that Zac Efron. For Wait you, a minute. For you who are listening, we are showing a picture of Zac Efron in the Lieutenant Dangle. Now uh, that, that that sounds but like totally that sounds like a military code thing. Like Efron's the Dangle. Move in. <laughs> Move in. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes yeah, Efron's the Dangle. And you just but I like deal with it. when I was walking in, John was like, uh, I, I was like, did you go out last night? He's like, yeah, you know, kind of. He's like, uh, I, you know, I was I, I was in West Hollywood, so I wasn't sure if it was uh, Halloween or if it was just uh, a normal day. Well, it's it, uh, on Halloween. I lived in West Hollywood for many years. Did I guess you guys switched. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt, Matt. Okay, Matt yeah. and Jonah. So. When you say Jonah, just remember no, no, no. That actually, charming one. This year, Matt, okay, Matt's going as Jonah and Jonah's going as Matt. So Matt so let's do it. I'm so, so confused. So in, in that in, case, I'm just staying in and complaining. I'm gonna, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. I lived in West Hollywood for many years, and uh, and that West Hollywood Halloween parade. It's insane. You can't, I mean, you either have to be in the perimeter to get home, or you just don't go home that oh, night, yeah. because it is impossible to get anywhere near that area. But uh, do they have, like, do they have a thing? Do they Because, they, you know, West yeah. Hollywood has a parade every, you know, three or four days. So <laughs> This one they, is... Is is there a is there a thing going on or is it just like people? No, it is no, a, it's thing, a thing, and it's, it's fucking it is intense. It's yeah. packed. I mean, it's a, it's a blast. Is I mean, I guess if you're you know if you're drunk or or just or just happy on life or whatever, it's 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 super. But it's so many people that you would feel like you're being crushed in a compactor of people. And it's dude like one year a dude ran up and he was dressed as Superman and there was a hole cut out. Uh, in his trunks, and his dick was out, and his dick was also dressed as Superman. Oh, that's, so that's, that's meta. That's it was good. very, very yeah, much yeah. so, very much I, I, so. I, I and then saw... his balls were also a little. No, super... no, Luther. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> his balls the were constant fight. Yeah. I saw. I saw my my favorite uh, costume of the night was. Um, uh, a guy who was dressed as a homeless man with one uh, 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 one 1%. That's all he had on. 1%. Oh uh, my god! And I thought that that was great. Um, and the best costume of the night until uh, another gentleman walked in with the exact same costume. Uh. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I got this wrong. I got this wrong. Um, 99%. 99%. No. And his wife was his wife was all glitz and glammed up. And she, she was, was the 1%. 1%. Yeah. And then somebody else walked in uh, as the 99%. And the story is bad because I fucked it up already. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can end any story by just saying, and then I jerked off. And that, yeah. exactly. that, and that makes any story. Yeah, yeah. I, we've talked about this before. It's, it's the best way to end any story that you feel like doesn't end yeah. the way you want it to. I also, I, I like to use the uh, kind of the Simpsons joke, uh, and then that's when the chuds came after me. <laughs> the chuds. Yeah. Wait, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this. I'm embarrassed. That's, uh, it's from the episode where they go to New York. 
And then uh, Homer doesn't want to go because of the bad experience he had in New York when he was there as a kid. And that's what, what were the Chuds though? The, the, chuds chuds, the cannibalistic human underdwellers. It Chud, was a, the movie Chud. It was yeah. just an, it was just in an eighties eighties. Was it eighties or late seventies? Early eighties. Early eighties. A horror movie. The Chuds. Furman and I tried to put Chuds in the pilot we did for IFC. Oh really? But it's just that scene. That scene. That scene got cut out. It's just uh, if during. It's like a you know, real schlocky uh, horror movie from that. Yeah, era. no, no. Now I remember Chuds. Mm. Now, now that you explained the acronym, I, I do remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, fun. I did you have a costume? Did you did you get? I did. Up? I went. I did. I I was uh, uh, my my the the lady friend was uh, like a forties cigarette girl, mm -hmm. and so I we she was supposed to have another costume, and she totally screwed me because she was supposed to be Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. who I had no idea who that was. But then I was gonna go as I don't know, Gentleman Jack. What the hell is that guy's name? Tuxedo mask. Tuxedo Rose, the guy with the tuxedo and the rose. It's very inventive <laughs> names, by the, way. by the way. Literally, he has a t I think it's Tuxedo Mask, and he it's because he has a tuxedo and he wears a mask. Now, I, I do know, I know Sailor Moon. Sailor I know Moon. Sailor Moon very well. Oh. Oh. The, he, her, her counterpart in the show is t this guy named Tuxedo Mask or something. No. So anyway, so you didn't she, know it, who it, you it were. I had no clue, and it was stupid, and I hated it. I hated life because I was going to have to go <laughs> as a stupid thing that I didn't know what I was. And so that, but then it didn't come in. Fortunately, thank thank be the gods. Uh, and she ended up going as like a little forties uh, smoke. You know, like they hand out cigarettes. Yeah, just, yeah she got a little tray candy. of cigarettes. Chips. And and I thought that was great, and the, but then I didn't have a, uh, a costume because she screwed me over right at the end, and so I thought, okay, well, ha I called my friend, who I was like, how do I fi figure out the counterpart to this? And so I call my buddy, and I'm like, uh, hey, Dave. You dress like you're an asshole from Newsies all the time. Uh, uh, can I just borrow a bunch of your clothes, you jerk? Sure, I'm not offended at all, Joe. Whatever yeah, you need. Yeah, exactly. And I literally went over and I just like newsied myself out. And I, 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 I'm a nerd, so I really went a little too far. So I laminated these... Um, uh, prohibition signs. Awesome. Like, so I was like the guy nice. like selling booze right after prohibition, you know. And so I had all these like little uh, whiskeys on my side, and and it was it was fun. It That's worked cool. out. It worked out. I was definitely the life of the party anywhere <laughs> I went. He says, shaking his head. <laughs> I wanted to. I want to go one year. I want to actually spend some time. I was going to do Tenth Doctor this year, but I just didn't have time to get the tenant suit, so I ended up going as Drake from Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, but. But oh, and then the previous night Wait, I so went. That to, wasn't your suit that you wore to that Doctor Who convention. I just assumed that you had that suit. No, no, that was uh, I. I that oh, CBS got that CBS got that uh, for me. I had to give it back. Uh, the previous night I went to a party at um, uh, at uh, Nerd King Will Wheaton's house with uh, the Pollen Storm and a bunch of bunch of fun folks, and uh, and I had a I had an anime fox costume. And I put on boxing gloves, and I had tried to explain to everyone that I was foxy boxing, but no one got it. And then I got hot, and so I just took it off. But uh, but one <laughs> so then year, you were just you. Then I was just me. Life. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I would put little drapes on my hair and be '90s Chris Hardwick, be, but then yeah, I that'd be fantastic. Um, you got that shirt that we put you in for that. And the, and the, and, yeah, and, and the long sleeves. Somehow, like you always had those sleeves, super long those sleeves, super long yeah. sleeves yeah. or a gas station like, shirt. Yeah, my yeah. so-called life sleeves. Like maybe even the thumb, maybe the thumb, <laughs> yeah. the, just the know, tips of the yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally remember that. Like that. And then I have my notebook with doodles all over yeah, it. Yeah. We could get you an extra chin, and you could be Peter Hardwick. I could yeah. be <laughs> my fat fake brother Peter. <laughs> I, uh, I, but I one year I want to. You made me think of this because of Sailor Moon. Uh, I want to go with a girl who's dressed up like a Sailor Moon. And then I'll get some sort of octopus costume and connect a tentacle under her skirt. And I want to go as hentai. I so nice. want to go as hentai. And then oh, just yeah. 
That's have, that's the Japanese tentacle have we porn. We sufficiently dated this podcast, oh, okay, so it's okay. airing tomorrow. What? <laughs> have we sufficiently dated this podcast? Yeah, fuck. So people know that, what Halloween is. They don't. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not like in two what weeks they they're gonna go dressing up. What is this Halloween? <laughs> I don't know. I've got my turkey costume on. The the fuck is all we are in Libya. We just had our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Joel, oh, it's it's so it's nice to have you on because I certainly have been uh, I've certainly known your work for years. You've done fucking more commercial. You and JP Manu have done like more commercials <laughs> than anyone in the world. Like, well, yeah, back in the day, we oh, we hoard ourselves out. In fact, that's what JP. I don't even know if either of us do them anymore. But JP lives in Canada. He really? does. The last time I you saw you can't J- do commercials in Canada. Last no, time I saw JP, he was in oh, uh, Montreal, right. and he was like, "Yeah, I just moved here." I mean, Manu, he does have a French Canadian yeah, yeah. name. But yeah, he's like a, he does a lot of Disney cartoons, so he can just you know such a sweet guy, yeah. such a sweet guy. Yeah, no, he's great. Com- he- I, I, commercials were com- oh my god, there was like a time, there was a two year period where I hoard myself out so much in commercials that it, that it was it was embarrassing. I kind of looked at it like a business, and I was like, how do I how do I figure out you know how to how how does a tall this is a decade ago you know at this point how does a tall goofy guy get into this business well commercials that's the way to go. every young actor loves I mean like the commercial route because it'll it it can one good commercial can save you a year yeah. of having to get a job that you don't want right I worked at Circuit City back then man <laughs> I literally back when Circuit City was you around. killed Circuit City I killed Circuit City <laughs> I did a Best Buy commercial while I was working at Circuit City that's <laughs> great so funny that's awesome <laughs> Circuit City. Circuit City. Service is state of the art. Okay. It was. It was. It always felt like a step above. It was. It was like a. From to me, it felt like a futuristic flea market. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It was like it, it was. It's between Best Buy and Radio Shack, right? Kind of, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so like Circuit City. I, I, it's funny. I actually worked at Circuit City while I was in Portland, going to uh, college, or mm-hmm. actually Oregon, going to college at Southern Oregon University. I would go back um, in in, in Christmas time, work there, and I was going to come to Los Angeles as we do um you know for fame and fortune mm-hmm. and and I was like well how do I I have to I have to like make a living and so I I asked my my people from Portland I was like so do you guys have circuit cities down there and they're like, yes, young 21-year-old. Circuit City is nationwide. We will never die. We are the biggest company in the world. Too big to fail. Yes, too We're going to put fail. it on the flag. We're going to put Circuit City on yeah, the flag. Yeah. And so, 1%. And so, uh, we, and so they just transferred me down to the Circuit City in Los Feliz, and I got an apartment around the corner. I knew, like, one person when I, when I moved here. Slept on his couch for, like, two weeks, and... Started working at Circuit City until I booked some commercials and then said, fuck you. (laughs) But Circuit City was such a great job because I I could kind of make my own hours so that you can, you know, like be be available to do commercials or, you know, whatever you had to do. And I literally knew nothing about electronics at the time. (laughs) I know a ton about electronics now, but at the point I knew nothing. And so... I would just, well, I just realized, you know, it's a lot like acting. You just bullshit your way through anything. Yeah. And I, and I just, you know, would be like, uh, hey, how, you know, how's it going? Do you, and I worked at like, I was the only white guy uh, working at Circuit City. It was, you know, <laughs> literally the only white guy. So, you know, I, I'd be like, you know, what, what are you looking for? And they'd be like, I really like the Sony um, television for 42 inch. I'm like, oh, that's such a great, you know, but this uh, Panasonic over here. Yeah, no, the Panasonic is, re- you, you just, you just, yes, you'd <laughs> yes, ending the entire, yes, yes, ending the entire, it's almost, it's, almost, like it's almost like psychics, like 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 fake yeah. psychics, where they just sort of they, they <laughs> fake pick psychics. Up. Well, come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. psychics. Uh, yeah. Miss Cleo, 
Oh, never <laughs> um, mind. Correct. You're correct. But 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 I but I mean, because there must be some psychics who actually believe, like, yes, I have the gift, and then there are some psychics who 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 know, like, yeah, I don't, but uh, fuck it, you Stay know, I'm gonna me. I'm gonna con these people. I feel like that there must be some people, there must be some out there that feel like they have the thing. I'm sure they, yeah, they do. like charismatic preachers. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a, yeah. yeah, there's a few of them. They're like, no, 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 I'm, no, this is real. Guys. Yeah, no, yeah, I feel, yeah, yeah it's real. Yeah, this is real. Like Otome Brown in that documentary, Ghost. Uh, <laughs> got mad. <laughs> uh, she was. She didn't think she was, and then you know, see what happens when you pretend too long. Right. But uh, <clears throat> but I but I feel like there's a certain element of that where you start to figure out how to read people, and you kind of see where they're going, and you can you can manipulate them enough to, to you know. Full on. Voltron yeah. style. <laughs> Voltron Cause style. Because I, I would go to those places and I would be like, these guys have no idea. I just no. asked him one thing and then he just contradicted that thing. And no, no. It is, and it is a team because because I knew nothing, I would have to like have my, my buddy working. We'd all split commissions because they loved me working there because I knew I didn't know how to put things into a computer. I was a great salesman, but they ha- they would end up like taking half of the commission because they put it into in, into the computer. Ooh, gotcha. So it'd be like a whole team of people working on it, and we literally would turn into a, a giant uh, Japanese robot. Afterwards. Did, you, did you have a Did you have a pager on one belt and then on the on Dude, side we of your belt and then, and then and then the by keys? The way, we'd get all the new cell phones. You know the ones that flip down. What? The StarTac. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, and they were gold back then. There was this like the, the cheapest. By the way. Cell phones are the weirdest, like, that's the weirdest transition in the last eight years ever. There's no there's no version of technology that, that has changed more than a cell phone. Right. I mean, I guess you could say pagers going into the two-way and all that, but I'm just saying, like, the in, like look at this. What is this spaceship that we have in our pockets? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I was around when the cell phone came around. Like, Texting? What was texting? Yeah, texting yeah. was an inconvenience. Eight years ago. Those yeah. texting, I was like, no, I hate this. I have to push a button three times. Yeah. Those, old oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phones, those old Motorola phones from like the late 90s, those like super slick ones, but still, you know, like it was a mon- the screens were monochromatic and it was you still had to poke in the numbers. Yeah, to I remember the- getting a color screen for the first time? And then really in 2000, in 2007... It just complete because I had a before I got the iPhone in 2007. I had a Palm Trio. I had the Trio 750, which was basically like it looked like a it looked like a, a hefty businessman's oh, phone. I had one. Yeah, it was I like had, a fucking yeah, brick. No, it, it was ridiculous, but it was the coolest thing. <laughs> it was I had so a razor cool. It was like seven thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> for the I had a razor, and I loved it because you could have like you know 100 yeah. songs on. You didn't get it. the when razor. I liked about the razor was that the maybe I did that I, came after the razor. I, the it crazy. might have been the razor. In 2007, my razor gave me turn by turn directions. iPhone still really? does not. I know. Well, no, you can get the little you can get yeah, the little I app. Buy an There's app. an app for that. But I know it's so ridiculous. And I can send picture messages. Messages. Remember when the iPhone couldn't do that, everybody? Yeah. And by the way, yeah, exactly. And what about copy and paste? I love the fact that iPhone, I, lo- I love the fact that Apple made a phone that didn't have the thing that they invented, which is copy and paste. But they've never, but Apple's never been a, co- I mean, with the exception of, with the exception of like the, that sort of graphical user interface uh, based Platform which they stole from Xerox. They stole from Xerox, or they, at least they got permission from Xerox yeah, because Xerox didn't. Uh, you know, they were like, oh, "What sure, are we going to do what, with it? What's anyone going to do with this?" With the exception of that, it, it, Apple, Apple's kind of Apple's mo has sort of been, "Let's see where the market's going, see what other people are doing, and then go in and try to perfect it." Because right. they didn't, you know, they didn't invent the MP3 player, they didn't invent the phone, uh, they didn't invent the, the Apple TV unit. True, they didn't. Yeah. That's what they do. They see. They kind of see. What people are into, and then they figure out how to streamline and simplify it, and that's what they're supposedly going to do in 2013 with the Apple Television. 
12. Wait, what? Next year. They'll announce it in 12, television? and it'll be available to not consumers Apple in 2013. TV. This is not Apple an TV. Actual TV. An actual, an actual television. television. Uh, yeah, Steve Jobs was has always had always been frustrated with how clunky televisions were and remotes. And, and so, so imagine, if you will, uh, in 2013, you sit down with your Apple television set, which I assume will have some version of OS on it, uh, and rather than have to futz around with remotes, you'll just go, "Hey Siri, uh, the, you know, uh, let's record this at this time, and then go to go to catch that Battlestar rerun, and then let's let's watch, uh, you know, let's watch the Colbert Report right now." Okay. And it's just all voice activated. I, and Siri's I'm like, "I'm tired daughter. of Colbert." Yeah, it's go- and it's going <laughs> to look serious? good. It's going to be a good looking TV. It's going you know to it's going to look great, and then yeah. it's going to take like four or five years to actually get to where what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll be too old to appreciate won't, it. it. Won't so stop for, us from getting the first generation. No, 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 we'll, we'll get it. It won't have yeah. Co- yeah. Co- copy and paste, but <laughs> How, we'll get it. But I want to I go back a little bit to the, to the commercial thing because commercials really are the gift for actors that keep on giving. And I, and, and a very, I mean, there was a very definite point when I said I'm, I will no longer go on commercial auditions because it was, it's, they're, they're very hard it just from the standpoint of that they're I mean it's not like railroad building hard. Like but how it, many but, you have to do. But it's it's emotionally like running all over town on every side of town, yeah, like yeah. four times a day. Yeah. And there are these crazy cattle calls and you see five hundred mm. other people that are your type and you hear the auditions through the door and then yeah. it's and then you never do and I was I never really booked any commercials. It's humiliating. So it's I was humiliating I was terrible experience. at it. I was terrible at it. So I always respected people who had that process down. Yeah. So what did it feel like for it, you? It, well that that that's sort of what it was you know it's funny i i did i stopped doing commercials once i booked once i did my first movie because i for some reason i was like okay i i feel like people won't um take you seriously if you know for to be a lead in film if you're you know uh, hawking like Dove soap or whatever, right? You know? yeah. Like so, and 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 it, and it's actually true. I mean, Dove you know, soap, if, guys, it's great for jerking off. Yeah. And then you try yeah. to improv in the commercial auditions. <laughs> it's just weird. Then, uh, but like you know, it 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 worked out because you know I think that there is some version of that idea in their brains. They kind of want something that first they want. Uh, first of all, all producers want to you know that they want to bring you to whatever they're doing like this is the new thing mm-hmm. you're you're my candy i brought you i made you know i made this happen so um i stopped doing them like 2 years in and i was and even my i remember my mom going wait but honey you've never made this kind of money <laughs> yeah i mean a good a good if i remember correctly a good class a national commercial which is where the the sponsor sponsors like a primetime television yeah. program. Yeah. You know, you do one commercial and you probably get paid scale to shoot it, but the residuals could be worth $100,000. Uh, that was before my even my time. Oh, they stopped, uh, I, they I stopped think, doing that? Well, no, I mean, they, they, you still could make residuals and everything. And, pro, and I mean, you could get, like, you can get, you know, 20 or 30 from, from a commercial. But the, the, the thing about it is... If you go back twenty years, you'd probably make a hundred grand, but there weren't there were now there's ten times more commercials. Right. So like, right. you know, there's so many commercials to actually go and do. So you're actually, you know, you, you can probably make you could have probably made more money when I was doing And it. and it's spaced out nicely because, you know, you get paid you get paid on a schedule, so you know, like the commercial airs for a couple months, and then you get a big check in the mail, yeah. and it airs for a couple more months, and then you get another big check in the mail, and if they renew it, then you get another big check in the mail. It and it sounds just, amazing. It really does. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why the you know, you know, particularly for for commercial actors, 
you know, the, the unions and residuals are so important because that's that's the money that they rely on to live. I, I remember my the first commercial that I ever did was a commercial called uh, – it was for L.A. Times. And I was maybe 20, 22 years old. And uh, I do it and I make like, I don't know, four, $400 for the commercial, right? It was, just, it was a local commercial, right? By the, by the way, $400 back then was like you're sitting on yeah. loads of money. Um, that's like three weeks of Circuit City work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, so, and so I do the, do the commercial and, I'm, and, and they're like, you know, this is just a local commercial. You're not going to really make any um, residuals from it. Well, I get this call from my agent. This must have not been a big deal to my agent, but it was a giant deal to me. And he's like, uh, Joel, so um, you should come in. You have a shit ton of money waiting for you here. And I had they had sold it. Whoever owned LA Times yeah. owned Chicago Tribune and New York Post, like all of these other things. And so they liked the commercial and they sold it to all these different places. And I had like... Uh, $8,000. Holy shit. Like like some like ridiculous number to a 22 year old kid who was working. How did you blow it? So I, so, but but the the first call I I did make uh, was to my mother and I said, uh, um, I said, you know, I'm walking into my agency and they're going to give me $8,000 worth of checks. This is amazing. And she's like, oh my God, what are you going to do? Are you going to buy a car with that? (laughs) Now, now cut to like now. Where you're thinking that doesn't cover very much. Yeah, yeah that that's a down cover, payment. That's like, yeah, well, first of all, yeah, that, you can't buy a car car for that, uh, and and that doesn't even cover like that much of. Has it really? Has, has inflation hit us that much? I gotta no, tell you though, your standard of living's it, gone. I'm, 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 it's standard of living. Yeah, yeah I, I, so I'm the asshole. Yeah. I make an, <laughs> I make an, I make a, I make a comfortable living with all the nerd stuff that I. Make. But if someone called and said we have an eight thousand dollar check for you, I'd be like, I'll fucking be right over. Like, yeah, I would be so yeah but no, but this was like, but this was like, I, I, I was the, it was the biggest thing that had ever happened to me. That, that wouldn't be the big, like right now, if you got an eight thousand dollar check, you'd be like, okay, this is that's cool. Hey, when residuals, I was, like, you get residuals from shit that you do. I'm sure, like, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. Sometimes. But, uh, what, but what's that last Terminator Three residual? What was that? Oh, I get some hilarious ones. Like I did a married, I did two episodes of Married with Children in '96, and and they still air. And I'll get like a two cent check. Nice. Yeah. And there used to be there was a bar in in Studio City called Residuals, yeah. and you could go in, and if your residual check was under a dollar, you'd give it to them, and then you'd get a drink, and they'd put it up on the wall. So oh, their walls awesome. were just covered with these. Like the the postage is more expensive than than, than the sending you a two yeah. cent as check. But when I was in high school. I did one commercial, and uh, I, I ended up getting like ten thousand dollars total for it, and I blew the shit out of that. I I went. This is this was this is just this will date this story. Uh, I went out and bought uh, the 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 NES. Nice. Every game I could find, all every controller I could find, like everything. I went through that money so fucking That's fast. Awesome. I got a one dollar check once for a residual, and like I thought it was so funny. I didn't fucking bother cashing it. I would have. I loved it. I loved having it. Yeah, Just, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. But then it messes it up because then they have. Then they have to like send you something at the end of the year saying like you still have you, you know <laughs> two cents. Yeah, yeah exactly. They need to get fifty paid cents on this dollar. So, uh, dumb. so you grew up in you grew up in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Born and raised. I went to school there. We were just uh, there. High school there. Where we? Yeah, 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 we just performed. Yeah, yeah, we performed we at the Aladdin. Oh no way! Are you serious? Fucking yeah, great! Okay, that's, it was a blast. That's, that's my old stomping ground. Great place. Great city. Went to ground control beforehand. Wait, where's that? Maybe. Uh, so here's the thing: did I leave? didn't party. I, I I left when I was 19, uh, and I went to Ashland, Oregon, and did two years at or uh, at uh, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival mm-hmm. and uh, Southern Oregon University, and I graduated college, did the festival, came right here. So I 
took my first, I had my first whiskey in Ashland, Oregon when I turned 21. I was a little bit of a conservative kid, so I didn't do a lot of drinking. I think that like I, I Zima'd it up. Yeah, know, sure. Like, yeah. In, nice hard parties. Um, happy but, water. It's just like yeah, happy, it's water. happy water. Happy yeah. water. Um, so, so, uh, so you guys, did you guys do any partying when it? No, I went to Powell's. I went to Powell's and was like, "Hey, okay, do you Powell's have this book, badass. this book, yeah. and this book?" And they're like, uh, "That's in our annex for scientific books. It's uh, in the other building." Nice, uh, nice white guy voice. It's a good white guy voice. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sir. You're gonna have to move your car. I apologize. Powell's is scary. How? I mean, it's amazing. I'm gonna. I'm going back there. For people who don't know, Powell's is one of the biggest bookstores in America. It's a very famous bookstore uh, as well. Um, in fact, my grandparents were f- were were friend- very close friends with the Powells um, who started the store. The store is basically a so mall. Huge. It's a mall of books. <laughs> yep. It's like, you know, it's it's an entire city block in Portland, Oregon of 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 just books and there's levels and levels. And by the way, I, like we have, you have a Kindle sitting do, here. Yeah. You know the iPad. I'm, I'm the whole. The only thing that I'm thinking is like, how long can Powell's stay around? I know it's going to yeah. be a real. I Powell, think as long as they continue to sell used books, they'll be around for quite a while. I guess that's true. I, I, I always like knowing that Powell's is still around. I feel a little better about life. About life because I go. Okay, at least there's at least but when that falls, when that citadel falls, it's yeah. going to be like, "Oh shit, guys. Here we go." If Powell's goes out of business, do you guys just want to make a pact to end it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do a suicide pact. pact in here. We'll do a suicide we'll, pact. We'll talk our way through it. I don't know how cyanide works. Um, so we'll <laughs> just talk our way quickly. to like yeah, yeah, yeah. to oblivion. <laughs> yeah. We get that's you made me think of a movie that I think you were in. Uh <laughs> Were Hoosiers. you were you in Foxfire? I was in. How the hell did you know? That's crazy. That, that by the way, I was 15 years old. I was. Uh, I had one line. It got cut out. And did you uh, meet Angelina Jolie? I didn't because yeah. Angelina Jolie. By the way, she wasn't Angelina Jolie. Who? Who? Nobody gave a shit about who she yeah. was. I was like in love with the the little cheerleader girl. Which whoever you are, if you're out there, I've tried to look you up on IMDb and I couldn't Nothing? find out who. No, I can't figure out which one it was. But I remember, <clears throat> I'm going to totally out you, little, little cheerleader girl, um, because I was 15. She was probably, I don't know, 17 or 18. My buddy Dash Mihawk was in it as well, and Dash and I know each other now. Is that a comic book character? Isn't it funny? <laughs> that is an amazing name. name. Hi, um, Dash Mihawk. He, but he, he was in it, and but this, this gal was like my... She had probably done nothing at that point, and maybe she's a giant star and I don't know it now, but... At the point, she had done nothing, but I looked up to her so much because she had her own trailer. <laughs> and so we hung out in her trailer, and I was like trying to like mac on her. That's what she did back in the day. Yeah. Mac, yeah, you mac. remember macking? So um, mac and scamming. Scamming was the other thing they scamming? called it. Scamming. No, 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 yeah, that's yeah. scamming. Scamming? That just sounds weird. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's when a girl would uh, take the scrunchie off her arm, put her hair up, and then you'd scam. Oh, you'd, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you'd see, macking in, 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 on the West Coast or in Portland was not, you wouldn't hook up. That's not a hookup. Macking is, is just like you're putting your game. It's, no, it's yeah. making out. No, like, okay, no, no. so you're macking to you is making out. Macking to us was like putting our game yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. scamming. Yeah. There, might, there, might be, there might be some light fingering involved with uh, scamming. Yeah, no, nice. scam, oh, no, scam okay. it from, if you take it from um, uh, say anything, is uh, when you uh, go on a date with a girl, but you know she doesn't know it's a date, so that's a scam. Oh. oh, yeah. She thinks you're just hanging out. You think it's a day. A scam is when you tell a billionaire you're going to invest so his money, scams. and then yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> exactly. okay. So here well, yeah, we go. Daddy Mac will make it. That's the crisscross. That's Daddy the, Mac that's, will make it. Yeah. Teddy yeah. Burress, yeah. uh, Angelina Jolie, Jenny Lewis. Wait oh, a minute. Jenny what does Lewis. she look like? Jenny Lewis, red I hair. Bet it was Jenny Lewis and Rilo Je- Kylie. 
Yeah, Jenny Lewis, who was also in Camp Beverly Hills. She right? was Troop Beverly Hills. Troop Beverly Hills. Is there a picture of her? The, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. know her by picture. She was in. Yeah, here, scroll through there and see if you recognize. Yeah, she was that. also. Oh, okay. I saw a Kathy Moriarty in there. She was also in The Wizard with Fred Savage, Wait, no, which is the Jenny Nintendo Lewis. movie, right? No. And also, she had uh, it was three. Peter really Facinelli. <laughs> it was the cheerleader. Jenny yeah, Jenny Lewis was also in the Postal Service with. Uh, well, she just no. had that one, the two tracks on it, right? Just yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a real band. No, no, it was yeah, just yeah. a collaboration. It's a real band to me. See, it could have been. Did tell. Okay, wait. So, what does Jenny Lewis say? Oh, Cindy. See, there's no. I I would need to. I would. Uh, you know who? Okay, can we just get Jenny, Hetty, um, Sarah, we'll get, and Michelle in a room? Put guys, them all in, in listen. Cheerleader we're not outfits? the first person today. I'm sure. Millions of young people are around the country saying, "When is the Foxfire reunion happening?" Happen. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I really Jolie's don't. Ha- Jolie is the one hang out hanger on. I re- yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one is. No, she's the one who's down. Everyone else. Everyone, is no one else will do it. <laughs> That's all the kids she's adopted. She's just trying to recreate Foxfire. Foxfire yeah. The story about these rebellious teenage girls who meet a uh, be, a mysterious stranger. There should be a sequel. And they all. It's like a big. It's a movie reunion. You know. Like it's a, it's a sequel to the movie. They're all older now, and then we'll have Rilo Kylie do the soundtrack. Now that would be amazing. Yeah, it could be this this Hetty girl, Hetty Barres. Um, Hedley. She, she yeah, I I don't know. The, the problem is that it's been you know, fourteen fifteen years since I saw her. So she was you know she was a young girl back then. Oh, we could Not, do a movie called Fire Fox, which is just about a flaming fox who hugs the planet and oh. occasionally crashes due to plug-in problems. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or any add-ons you've created. It could be about that sticker. By the way, you know a douchebag, right? If they if they if they are driving a white truck and they have that fox sticker with the oh fox my God. face in Guys. the middle. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's like if you want like if you want to be outed as a douchebag, put that sticker on that. That or the Calvin peeing. Yeah, on are you about, exactly. Wait, are you talking about the fox racing? The f- I don't know. It's just an F O X, but the O is the fox face. Yeah, it's fox racing. Yeah. Is, that, is that a it's NASCAR a thing? thing? No, no. It's a uh, like uh, man against man racing. Jesse uh, Owens off road and uh, motorcycle, dirt bike kind if, of stuff. If you fox if racing. you have one Meatballs, of these, call in now and tell us Cross why country. the fuck you put <laughs> it No, Joel, this isn't live. Car. There's no one's going to call in. And tell us where okay. you got your truck nuts. Where did you get truck nuts and your Yosemite Sam mud flaps? Oh, those are classy. I would have might have Yosemite Sam Or the Tasmanian Devil on something, or reflective naked lady And then if you could tell me what the obsession with the Puerto Rican girls that grew up around Lowell, what their obsession with Tweety Bird was, if you could answer that for me. Tweety Bird was everywhere. Was it? Yeah, it was all just kind of like tough, you know, girls. Why? Turned to Tweety. Because... It's right. a, was you can't a, answer either. A cute Someone thing. That, yeah. uh, I like how, how specific you thought it was, though. I don't oh, know, but, you know, I mean, yeah, my, yeah. when on, I was 12, know, that was where Street I was. Between... Well, if we really were to delve into the philosophy of Tweety Bird, Tweety was a character that was perceived as weak, <laughs> okay. but always outsmarted the, yeah. the much uh, oh stronger uh, oh Just cat. like women. That's right. Right? Guys, <laughs> who, guys the cat, by the way, those. who was uh, black. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, draw your own conclusions. And was Tweety's speech impediment? A metaphor for their accent? I think yes. Okay. okay. We're learning a lot. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I feel like there's no fads anymore. I don't know what, what, what but uh, I don't know fads. what we're doing. There have to be. There we're fads? just missing them. We're how, just missing them. I'm 34. Them. How old are you? 39. 39. So so we were in in high school roughly the same at the same time. No, <laughs> not, we were. We not were really. I, 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 but but barely. Like when I was leaving, you were coming in. But in that generation, there there were crazy fads, man. Like there's people still fads. doing. There, they, you, but do you? But I like people would like suck on. Um, 
pacifiers of fires yeah. and yeah. stuff like that was, those rave, that was the rave scene starting to come up. That's what people doing ecstasy, I think. No, that was a ghetto thing. And like, snap I, I, went to a, I went to a I went to a high school where I was the minority, and I feel like I learned a lot of cool fads back then, but I was too afraid to do any of them. Yeah, you know, because I didn't want to get beat up or whatever. Right. Um. But uh. But like the and and the tag on the hat, like yeah. keeping the keeping hat. Tag. Yeah. But the, it all that came back though as like the, it the did, 50, it did, 50 stickers. It did, yep. It did come back, and people and then the, 59, and now the sticker, the people leave the stickers still on. Yeah. On and they don't bend the black or white now. Now it doesn't bend the rim. Yeah, and they don't bend the rim. But like, oh, what else? The combs in the hair, black or white. Mm. That's still that works. Crisscross tried. Cri- Crisscross that you referenced earlier. Chain wallets did were. try to start the putting on your clothes backwards. backwards yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then which I felt I missed the bus on that. Uh, hey, uh, well played. It was the bomb? Well played. Remember, and then in 2015, all the kids pulled their pockets out of their pants. Yeah, yeah exactly. everyone wore it. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no. Starter and the, jackets. And then the one leg up. The one leg up. That was LL Cool J. LL cool J. That was brought that to the mainstream. Cool J, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cookies in a plastic bag getting crushed by a building. I mean, listen. <laughs> you know, you're looking at your pants and you're like, how could I? Wear, how? What could I do differently? You know, you have yeah, the yeah. pants. What can I do? That can I? A, it was a West Coast, East Coast, West Coast thing. Wasn't? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, well, the, the problem, the problem with being a guy right is that like we've had the same clothes for 50 years, 40 years now. We're jeans and a t- I mean, look at us. We're twins. We Pretty both much. have gray t-shirts and, on and, and jeans. jeans. Like, yeah. it's like, and, and, I, and I think you know, there, there must be some sort of a class that just delves into the symbolism of these types of, of, of social trends over the past, you know, like watching – yeah. Watching that that those sort of social those memes. What I've seen what? lately, though, with kids, just uh, just you know driving by schools, that sounds gross. Um, Weird. You know, it's better. Wait, 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 hang on. I'm going to say that's better than saying you know what I know just from hanging around schools. Hanging around schools. <laughs> driving by yeah, yeah, makes yeah, yeah. it okay. Um, they have very very huge, big like tons of stuff on their keychains. They have like keychains that hang off the side, and they just have like you know squirrel's tail and fucking little. Pokemon uh, things with just a bunch of keychains that pile up on the side. I've noticed that as a trend. It can't be any lately. different than so, like... So being a janitor is a trend now? <laughs> yeah, but like a janitor that's really into anime. I think it's tribalism. Like, I don't think it's any different than, you know, than, than, early, um, than early tribes... You know, like if you had a, you know, if you had a spear that had a certain number of tails from kills or if you yeah. like face paint or oh. any kind of, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a kind of uh, significant ornamentation thing that forms a tribal community, I think is what it is. It's weird. Like the, the indie rock style hipster girls have really embraced uh, American Indian styles. Like, you know, if you notice that they have a, there's like the, the, the raccoon tails or there's like the headdress stuff, the little feathers in the hair. Yep. There's been a lot of that. I just, I just, I just like the idea that you know, uh, <clears throat> for the last thirty years, the tattoos have been going crazy, and and the Asian tattoos are like nuts, right? So like you're gonna have, we're we're gonna at some point have a bunch of ninety five year old men and women out there with like tramp stamps. Oh my and, god, and gramp Asian, stamps, a, a, yeah, yeah. gramp stamps, and Asian tattoos, and they're gonna have to explain what the shit all this stuff. Well, means. That, By the way, they're, they're not gonna, gonna to, remember. They're what gonna it have means. to lift skin because they're gonna look like old boxing equipment. Yeah, so they have mm. to kind of stretch it out. It's like this means integrity. Just like the old glove. Did you <laughs> did you see the? Was it you that posted the tattoo of Bob Bobcat Goldthwaites? No, I don't think so. I think this was Bobcat Goldthwaites, but it was basically. It was a, uh, it was a, 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 a crash symbol on a stand 
with like a Fu Manchu mustache on it, and it was a Chinese symbol. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. Funny. I feel like that was Bobcats, yeah. but I'm not 100. Kyle Kinane has a great tattoo in this like fancy kind of script on his arm right here, and it just says uh, uh, "No regrets." <laughs> <laughs> Furman, Furman, for the longest time was trying to get the uh, Chinese symbol for shoulder, which he was going to put on his shoulder. Nice. Uh, but then he never. Then we, he never. Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any tattoos, Joel? I don't. I've Me never. I've never. I mean, free. Um, so it means like because I, I really want to be buried uh, in a Jewish cemetery. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jewish, but, uh, but I just want to be married and <laughs> buried in one. I also want to be married, married in one. Married in one. Sure. Um, no, why not? No, married. Uh, I always, I never, I don't know. I just never, it just never Me caught neither. on. I I'm not cool enough. I'm I was, I was never either. on the fence and probably going to get one soon. Is it going to be NASA related? Yeah. Probably. Wait, is this a tattooless room right now? This is no, a tattooless room. Oh, he's got a, he's oh, got you have a, a tattoo? Yeah, tattoo. Yeah. What is it? You can see it. You can see it. It's a jackass penguin. It's a South African jackass penguin. Wait, what does that mean, a jackass penguin? It's just the type of penguin it is. It's really called a jackass yeah, yeah, penguin? Yeah, they actually, they're just South African penguins now. That's, they, they've now just call them... PC, they man, they're PC. Penguins. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're South, South African because they're jackasses. penguins who believe in apartheid. And uh, I'm sorry, that's going off your joke about what if penguins became racist. Uh, so wait, what, what we were talking about Foxfire, I can't remember. I didn't answer your question. What I was, was just, I, I was just, I, I was saying that, uh, uh, that Foxfire was like this group of people that we were going to form... Uh, to no, I don't remember either. Anyway, uh, okay. uh, but I do want to talk about. Did you ever do stand up or did you do? Did you sketch or anything? I, I, I never did. I mean, I took a class. You know, a, a, a couple classes with I think. Um, uh, what's the one from Chicago originally? Second I city. Know. Second city, and uh, <laughs> and I just never. Uh, at, at that point, I was kind of more steadily working, so I just I kind of had found my route to to one, once I did dodgeball. Mm-hmm. It kind of opened. I had no. I hadn't done anything before that, right? So I kind of went from commercials to we. We had no idea. I couldn't. I could not get arrested, literally, in in this town. Like I couldn't get a, a coast. It's really easy. Audition. You just shoot someone in public. And really? They'll, yeah, they'll arrest you. Well, yeah. No, he apparently, if you're a celebrity, oh, you can't. Yeah, you arrested. get off. You get off. Yeah, you get off. Yeah, yeah you, be, you, you get arrested. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but then you'd be acquitted. Else, yeah. 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 Um, I actually live around the corner from where the whole Robert Blake thing, and that's what I think the entire like that is the epitome of love that. stardom right now. It's yeah. like you can like. By the way, all you now now it's now all you have to be is American, and you just get away with shit. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Knox, like you just all you just you can do whatever you want in life at yeah. this point, and as long as you're American. And, and by the way, if I'm gonna kill somebody, I'm gonna go to another country to do it. <laughs> because well, that, 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 that doesn't work out for reality show producers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't even. God damn it! If if I was not famous and I needed to kill someone, I would take a flight with them and kill them in another country and have it go on because then America's gonna get your back, man. Yeah. They're like, they you can't you can't mess with you know our Americans overseas. We you know. Yeah. I mean, how does a man? For, maybe she didn't do it. I have no idea. I didn't even follow the. I don't the know trial. anything about the case. So maybe she. Comment. Maybe it's like all you know bullshit, and she shouldn't have been there in the first place. But uh, or on trial in the first place. But. I'm just noticing that, like, th- like as long as you, even in, in America, as long as you just get on Fox News, you're gonna get off. Man. Yeah. <laughs> if you can just make it to Nancy Grace, you will yeah. get off. <laughs> I don't know enough about the Amanda Knox case either. Damn. I would see it pop up on the Google News feed, and then I would go, "I gotta work." This looks like this looks like a job trying to delve into all the details of this case. Yeah. It's super well, crazy. this like, looks depressing. She it's, looks yeah. hot down Next. the rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but in the Italian, they're like, oh, she's a very pretty. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. ugly girls do not get off as well. Yeah, she's a pretty girl. No, I don't know. I don't know any of the details of the case. I don't know if if all the evidence was circumstantial or if the evidence was like 
Nah, it was like a Casey Anthony thing. Like she really should have been. We're blissfully ignorant. But no, I actually think it was different. I, I think that that one um, really was, uh, you know, it's a, a guy kind of going after her and trying to blame her for something. And Italian uh, justice system's a little bit weird. And so, it, you, you know, know, the criminal justice system, uh, the law has a two uh, distinctive uh, the people who arrest and the prosecute. Why are you it's dancing? Why are you dancing? Milano. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful just, culture. They don't actually do their own language. They just do a bad accent. Yeah. Hey, Mr. <laughs> hey, Signore McCoy. Piffity pop. You would like a pizza on the trial? <laughs> I make these jokes because my mother's Italian, so I can, uh, I can, I can. Which so it's allowed? Deride Which Italian. Make you Italian. It makes half me Italian. It makes me half. Yeah. And half what? Oh, Anglo mutt. My dad's <laughs> really family. Gonna say angry. Angry. Uh, my dad's. You know, the the Hardwick side of the family is Scottish, Northern English. Uh, and then the, Facente, the it should be Facente, the Facenti side of the family, they Americanized it when my great grandparents came over to uh, Ellis Island. But uh, but the Facentis, uh, yeah, very, very, very Italian. Good. It's not as good as Facinelli. Facinelli, Ellie, because that's got such a nice roll to it. Facinelli. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anything with Ellie, you're right. Ellie. Yeah, it's great. Which means little. Like that's 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 how you diminutize something is put the et or ele like that's how you make something little so ah, little so like patches. yeah 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 and they do it in all languages like burrito is a little little burro you know like a little okay. little donkey delicious so a deli- <laughs> delicious which you should enjoy but that's not the end of the show yet no. even though we say that at the Stay end tuned. of the show but then uh uh so you worked uh, you worked on dodgeball and then and then and then avatar i want to i mean like what a fucking i mean you're in the biggest movie ever yeah, it's crazy. We, I, I, I think that we were all confused going in, but we kind, of, you know, the the nice thing about doing a movie where you have no clue what you're doing the entire time because it's all in one guy's head, and he, you know, the guy who's helming it up, it just <sighs> is basically taking, you know, this entire world and creating this whole thing for two and a half years. You're shooting one movie, which is the craziest ex- experience ever. I mean, most shows don't even that last that long, but. You kind of always sit back and go, okay, this guy's got a pretty good track record. Yeah. So whatever we're doing here, uh, hopefully will work. Now, we did we did not think that it was going to break his old, his previous record. How could you think that? I mean, yeah. that's like who, I mean, that guy, James Cameron is, I have so much respect for that guy because he knew that the technology would catch up to this movie that he wanted to make. And it was sort of like, we're all in or we're not doing it. And the... He was set. He set that film up so high to fail. I mean, like not. He didn't make a bad movie. I just meant that the amount of money that it costs and the hype that preceded it was just like nothing really ever lives up to that. Yeah. And then it did, and it was a fucking like a crazy grand slam home run. I feel like these days you can't beat hype. You can't. You can never beat hype. So like I went and saw uh, Drive. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy it because the hype was so, like, you can't, it's almost bad to, for a movie in ways. Yeah, I felt and bad so, for people that saw it after all the hype went out. Yeah, I didn't see it that that original weekend, and I felt like if I had seen it the original weekend, I wouldn't have heard anything. The same thing for me and Dunstan Checks In. I had heard everything yeah, leading yeah. up to that movie, well, and then when I actually saw it, then it was yeah, like, regardless. just didn't live up to the hype. But Avatar yeah. was, so I, it made, it, I had so much, I, I got such a, a spiritual boner for James Cameron of like, this guy had a vision. He saw it in detail years before, and he fucking made it happen, and it worked. It's the perfect nerd story for, 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 for <laughs> your fans here. But but it, you know what? What's fun about it? Um, 
is that I wa- in in the two over two years that we were shooting, you kind I kind of watched the graphics turn. So so you're doing motion capture. This is so hard to explain, but it, it, like if when you're doing motion capture, he had an actual virtual camera that if he pointed it to toward you and you were in your motion capture little dots, you know, mm-hmm. you could see my character. Yep. You could see my Whoa. my avatar. Yeah, North I've seen Stone. that at ILM. Yeah. So um, that those graphics. Those are just placed graphics, right? So they're obviously, you know, it's not what you would see on the screen at the end. Mm -hmm. It's just so that he can understand and see the world. And it's really sort of, you know, gives him the ability to kind of look at what's going on as opposed to just having a bunch of people in a room and then having to do it all later. He wants, (coughs) excuse me, he wants to know where the tree is going to be, what, you know, what we're grabbing onto. Like he, we're interacting with all of these things. Mind you, it's just a big, giant, open, gray stage. But the graphics were the craziest part about it. It was like walking through um, 20 years of computer games, you know, or or starting from from computer games going to video games. Like, you started, we were in, like, Commodore 64 graphics, and then we got to, like, Nintendo graphics, (laughs) and then Sega Genesis graphics, and then, you know, GameCube graphics, and Mm -hmm. then, like, literally all the way up to, you know... Uh, to like the first Xbox graphics that were different than this new HD Xbox, you know, graphics. <clears throat> it ultimately was the way to, like, the history of what we were doing was kind of in the progression of these of how good the graphics got and the better because by the way, they a lot of this was being created as we were going. Right. This is how brilliant this man is. He didn't have everything together right from the beginning. He had it all together, but it was. But it was, you know, like the cameras that we were using for the live action side. These are stuff that he and, and Pace had built and had created for this, you know, for this this movie. And the guts were coming out of them and everything. And then, you know, a, a month later, there were there was like a shell that, that was on it. You <laughs> That's know, like awesome. th- wow. <laughs> this was all just kind of being. It was very free flowing. It, 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 honestly, it's the most artistic version of technology I've ever seen. Because it's it was very free flowing. Everything was just kind of like putting it together. Like you you know you, you would just with just w- even with the the pointing this virtual camera thing. Like the idea of that was very artistic. If you're going to do this big technical nightmare of a thing, he's still uh, able to gain quality with whatever he's doing. You know, he's still making sure every beat is the way that he's he's interpreting. You know, this this story. Yeah, and it's also a testament to. Uh, just having a vision where you go, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill this idea before we even try it by saying that there isn't the technology available. I know what I want to do. Let's just, let's just do it, and we will figure it out. And yeah. and then when you once you put yourself in that kind of like stream of action, I think you just like you said, you know, he figured it out. It's like, well, we'll build the technology. I mean, to have that much vision, to have the artistic vision first and then go, we'll just build the technology as we go along and then figure that out. Yeah. Because that, that's a whole other level of, you know, it's not just like walking into a movie and going, oh, we got all the cameras, we'll just point these here and there. It's like, we have to invent the fucking cameras yeah. Yeah. to shoot this thing that <laughs> like, I'm making up in my head. We have never heard of celluloid at that point. <laughs> like, this is all brand new. So it was all, it was mostly... I mean, with the exception of like the lab interiors, I mean, I, I assume it was pretty. It was just all just motion capture. Well, no, so it was, was about, the so it was about. Yeah, <laughs> she was all mo- motion capture. I she love actually her so was much. never on set. I she was just motion. So much. Yeah, no. And by the way, one of the one of the greatest people that I've met in this town. I figure. I feel like there's certain people that can be divas, 
Like if like if I if I meet somebody, I'm like, yes, you have you have the right and responsibility to be a diva. You have you have earned it in mm-hmm. life. And she's one of one of those people, and she just happens to be like the most down to earth, like chill. The most, cool. I think, the most talented, coolest. I think the most talented, uh, successful people don't have anything to prove. So like your your Tom Hanks is not someone I've ever met, but I just get the you know I assume he seems like oh he's a great guy, and Brian Cranston's a great guy, and Sigourney Weaver's great. like these people who are just. You know, there's no, there's no pretense. They don't have anything to prove. They're just, they yeah. just do their work and they're sweet. It's the middle people. It's the middle it's the, people. It's us. Yeah, it's <laughs> us. It's us because we're in this weird. We, uh, have, we have a ton, a shit ton to prove. A shit ton to prove. No, and, and if you don't have, and and if you're working at Circuit City, like I, you, there's no, there's nothing to prove because I, you know, like you're, you, you're just, you're just normal and you're just doing your thing. Like <laughs> you're trying to get into the business. It's the people who are in the business all the way up until. The people who are making ten million dollars a movie, right? Just right under that. Yeah. If you're making good money per per movie or good money on TV, you're still like, if you're on TV, you want to do movies. If you're on in movies, well, those TV guys are making more money. You know, like it, you're always trying to prove until you're Tom Hanks and you're like, I don't care. I could retire. <laughs> I could not do anything. Yeah. I have a family. But I, I just I had the pleasure of working with Rita Wilson, who. You know, um, I, I was I mean, Tom Hanks is like, I'm sure for you too. Like, growing up, that's your your that's the idea that you have. You know, because he's not the he's not Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. You know, not and, and I I'm I happen to be a Brad Pitt fan. I have nothing against him, but but you know, he's not he's Tom's against the grain. He, he worked against the grain, and he's the biggest you know one of the biggest uh, movie stars out there. But he's a traditional. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, and for guys like me and Chris, uh, you know that that's kind of you. You look up to that. The, the and, sort of goofy white guy. Yeah, the goofy white makes guy makes it exactly. How that, many times have you heard this when you're going up for a role, Joel? They're just looking for more leading man. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I used to I mean, get that all yeah. the time. And, and, but but by the way, <laughs> and I, then I stopped auditioning. I no, but I I just said okay, I'm just going to play the friend role all the time. <laughs> I got this so many of the friend roles. You know what? I'm gonna work more than the leading men That's because the there's thing. more friend roles. I can do. You can do a none of that. Of but leading men, like they uh, at a certain, they deteriorate at a certain point. They come and go. They come. They come and go. And leading man, by the way, is it's it's the same sort of weird ideal as like. Listen, okay. I don't have anything against Blake Lively. I think she's adorable. I I uh I her her dad was my the only acting teacher I ever had in the early nineties, her dad Ernie Lively, who was a wonderful guy. But uh I watched Green Lantern and I'm like, Blake Lively is a fighter pilot? Really? Yeah, really? Exactly. You know, and so it's like the ideal of the leading man or the leading woman is just so unattainably hot that, you know, like when I would hear like you're not leading man, I'm like, Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like point oh 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 one percent of people. Yeah, no, it's 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 silly. I'm 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 happy, and and I've sort of bounced back, doing up. You know, I've played the lead role in things, and then played obviously a one of the leads, and and all of it. And I think that there's uh, there's uh, uh, fun in being able to kind of go back and forth. If you're a leading man, you you can't necessarily play that character part. You know, no, you are what you are, which is good. You know, I want to. I'm going to switch bank accounts with Taylor Lautner, but or whatever. whatever I, don't know. I don't even know. Is he a leading man at this point? I think I so. He's in one right? movie. He was a leading shark boy. But I definitely think that that the that the the sort of quirky, funny guys. You know, they may not. You know, it's like you don't. You may not necessarily uh, score with like the young. You know, like the 19 year old girls who want the bad boys, but you don't want to date them anyway. But like, 
but but as 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 people get as women get a little bit older, I think they start to realize like, no, I kind of think I do want the guy who's a little introspective and funny rather than the sort of empty shell of the that that face. Yes, that is why we get laid so much. Chris. <laughs> Wait, what? We do? Oh, damn it, Joel! Have what? What Back formula fire. have you stumbled Back upon? <laughs> uh, so uh, when you're shooting Avatar, really two years? Yeah, you know, and we, we're so we're doing two more of them. Um, and, oh we're, and we're God, doing, yeah, we're doing awesome. them back to back. This is no secret. This is all announced. So, um, uh, but uh, and and but I, I, my assumption is that because we have all the technology, that we're going to be able to. It's going to be a shorter period. It's not going to be five years of shooting. Right. So we're going to be able to kind of uh, because they're back to back, and we have it. We, the world is built and. Um, and and the technology is all there because we sort of went through getting that technology to what it is. Um, you know, there, there's going to be. I mean, it's not going to be short, but it's not going to be a, 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 as long as I, I think the first one. This is my assumption. This is all. Ba- it's all still in Jim's head, and he controls uh, the entire uh, every you know idea and principle of of anything. So I'm ta- I'm speculating as anybody would be at this point. Um, but they destroyed Home Tree. I saw it. I know, I know. But there's so much you can do on that. What? Room. Yeah. You know, every time J- James Cameron's come on Attack there's on the show, trees. there's many, many Home Trees. There's other Navi even. I know. Um, and we met them. Yes. People forget that. They're, they're like, well, what are you going to do? You're just going to be with that tribe? You know, I mean, there's, there's, we, you, you, there's so much that goes on in that movie that you forget that you've, we've introduced you to. Tribes. It's a whole fucking planet. Come, it's yeah, not a come there, and it's hard to get a. You know, I think that he actually did a good job of dipping into the. Oh really? <laughs> oh really? Unbelievable. Oh, he's a xylophone fanatic, so he loves the marimba too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, uh, you you know, you're you're dipping into this uh, into the world, but if you spent too much time there, then you're just like thinking about that. You you know, you're taking a story from this world. But you, I mean, you know, the, the, the ideas that could come, and I wish that I could tell you anything. I wish that I knew a lot of what was coming up, and, but, but I don't, so it's not like I'm hiding things. Um, uh, but, you know, the, it's, it's expansive. You can do anything you want. You can be in outer space. You can be in the water. You can, you know, and... I got to say, I had always heard stories like, oh, Jim Cameron, you don't want to be on his bad side. Every time he's been on Attack of the Show, he's been fucking awesome, and like... And made fun of himself and joked, and he seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, he's just a big nerd, like like you and me. <laughs> like he's just he loves what he does, and you know he's. Uh, I, I mean, uh, of course, when you're when you're walking into one of these jobs, you're you're you have speculations and ideas of things that you've heard along the way. But you know, I've been on movie sets where within a couple weeks. People are screaming at each other, and you know, we, we, in two and a half years, there was never any uh, issue, and that's kind of amazing. Two and a half years worth of work, you know, uh, for for and and especially you're dealing with a guy who's there before everybody's there in the morning, leaving after everybody's leaving at night. You know, it's one. He was one of the most admirable people that I've ever uh, met. As an actor, how do you? It almost feels like there's a new breed or at least a new mindset of acting but maybe it's just maybe it's just like like theater where you where you didn't have where you weren't immersed in the in the scenery but just to be on a green to basically have nothing but one color in every direction and little dots on everyone and but but you still have to create these 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 real moments well i i actually liked it because and i and i noticed i hadn't done theater for a while 
Um, I did a, I did a show at Laguna Playhouse. That's the last thing I did. It was probably seven years ago. Um, I liken it a little bit to black box being back in black box theater, like a sm- because really all you're, you're imagining everything. You know, if you go see a play in a black box theater, they don't even have a set really. Mm-hmm. There's like a few chairs and you know maybe like a curtain, and you're okay. The idea is you're you're in a hotel room or you're in a whatever. Um, and so that's really what we were we were going with. You're in a giant stage, and the idea is you had to be in this realm, wh- whether it was home tree or wh- wherever it was. And I liked that. And I think, you know, especially for like Zoe and Sam with these emotional, intimate scenes that they're doing in these ridiculous outfits, it really kind of helps because, look, the joke's over after a half an hour being in these outfits. Like, we're, we all look the same in them, so who cares, right? You know, it, it, it's weird, and you got to put these funny little, you know, suits. Wet, they look like wetsuits with helmets. We mm-hmm. look like drunk triathletes or something. <laughs> you know. But, but you know, after after a day, you're you're over it, and you're just acting. And and there's something really freeing about about it because you don't have to worry about where your lights are. You're not having to hit a mark. It's very free. It's just kind of being in this world and just green box. two people. Green box theater. Green box theater. That's Except what it nothing's is. green. <laughs> that'd there's be a, there's that'd, no green screen. That'd be know? a great play, actually, if you came out and it was all green and you had those on and you were just... You were yeah. you you were the play was that you were shooting a thing. Wait a minute, that is true. Back in the day, there was green screen behind motion capture, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, is there not in this? Is there not in that? No, no, no. We never did a green. Yeah, I mean, we it. had we had a little bit of green screen through windows. But it was all it was all. But, oh, right, stuff. exactly. You're just you're just capturing your motions. Just, yeah. It's a big giant gray yeah, space. That's right. It, matter, it, it, could, it could be purple. It could be. It doesn't I'm matter. I'm an idiot. They're, they're, they're not the Star Wars trilogy. They're not compositing in anything. They're just taking you and 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 basically pulling you into Tron world. So. There's, you know, like this, uh, like this rig that you have above you here, uh, this lighting rig. Instead of there being lights, there's like 250, 300 infrared cameras. Right, right, right. And those infrared right. cameras are gra- are looking at what's going on down and just here, cap- capturing, and capturing all of it. Yeah, where yeah. we're moving. And so if our if my finger is, you know, if my fingers are moving back and forth, it's capturing that as data. Putting it into now we can see it live as well. Of but course, it's capturing it as data, putting it into Brent a Spiner. bunch of computers. And then that those compute you know that that information goes over to Wida, who then does all the work and makes it look like you and I are sitting here. Right I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I you know the funny thing is I do understand how motion capture works, but for some reason in my head I'm like, oh yeah, no, there's gr- they're on a green stage, and then the background is key. You know, you're not keying anything because you're of not photos you've seen of the lab when they're in the lab scene and like Sigourney Weaver standing there and they have part of the lab built and then the rest of it's blue. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the lab. That's what you're side. thinking of. That's what we did in New Zealand. We shot, you know, part of this in New Zealand, and that that's all live action. There's very little green screen, but there there you know was some through windows and stuff. You know, like if, when we're in the lab, yeah. it's you know if you see a window, it's then you know obviously being comped into uh, the avatar to, to Pandora. You must have fucking lost. I mean, the, the first time I ever saw myself, to ever saw a voiceover I did for a cartoon. I couldn't. I was fucking blown away. But to see, <laughs> to see Avatar, yeah. for the first. It's funny. Time. My, I, I think that my Avatar plays really well because of, I have big features, a big nose, big ears. Like you know, like it really looks like me. There's some Avatars that I think looked more like their person, and uh, the emotion was always there, so it didn't matter. Like, but but there's some that just looked more like their their person. I think Sigourney and I really had the. We had the features to make that work. Yeah, she has the very pretty, beautiful features. I have the big goofy features, so it worked for it worked for us. But I, you know, there, yeah, it's nuts, and especially in the world where 
it's even different than a cartoon because you're capturing every mo- every time my eyes move, every wrinkle on my face, you know, when I scrunch my face, all of that is captured, right? So they're taking every piece of information and putting it into that, you know, to that avatar. So it's not just like they're not mocking up whatever feeling, you know, overall feeling you're having. They're just using exactly what you did. It's almost just like taking your exact thing, the way that you acted it, and putting it on to, to future that. future of film. Just like just like uh, Angelina and Beowulf. Future of film, like doesn't matter if she's sixty years old, they just mocap her and then like, oh, she looks twenty two. Yeah, I hope not. I I don't want to. I, I I think that I don't think it's ever going to get there. It probably will. You think? Yeah. That we're doing, we're just going to come into rooms like this. I don't and think say it'll some... be. Uh, I don't think it'll be that prevalent, but I think it'll be another genre, just like animation, computer animation. There was a, there was a movie that was, uh, if I remember, Sky it, Captain in the World Tomorrow. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's always on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a movie in the early 80s, maybe 79, 80, 81, called The Looker with Albert Finney. And that was the whole, it was the plot, part of the plot of the movie was that actors were scanned into computers. And so, and, uh, and that, it was, it was the way that they, it was a very analog approach to what is actually happening now. But then there was a whole murder mystery and it was a, a weird thing. But uh, I love Albert Finney. Ahead of its time, ahead of its time, The Looker. Probably not a great movie, but I remember it as being great because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And remember, kids are stupid. Kids are dumb. I, I, <laughs> I you know, I feel like I feel like that uh, that there should be a nice. It can complement the uh, live action actual feature world. There can be fun uh, events. I feel like Avatar was more of an event than it was just a movie. Mm-hmm. But if you do this over and over again, you know, first of all. They do. They make other motion capture movies, and I'm obviously biased, but I don't think that they have the same effect. That's something like, I mean, you take that long to do something. You hear that, Robert Zemeckis? You hear it? A lot of these, but I love those movies. There's nothing against those movies, but a lot of, some some of these motion capture movies are made, you know, in 30 days or whatever. Right. We're talking about, you know, close to three years of actual, you know, production that was going on to get and then and then think about all the years of technology to get to finally being able to make that production that's a long time to put into something you know you almost you almost deserve to have it successful at that point. <laughs> yeah. uh that would have that could have been i mean again i just can't fathom if it had failed like that would have been that would have been the titanic yeah, going under. I mean, yeah. it just would have been Cutthroat Island in space. It was, <laughs> or, or Howard funny. the Duck. Going I back was. to your Zemeckis. Uh, but Howard the Duck. Oh, that's right. That's crazy. <laughs> I tried to watch ten minutes. I watched ten minutes of Howard the Duck the other night. I was like, eh, well, how bad could it have been? I haven't right. seen it in a long time. Real bad. Oh, it's not good. Wait, that was after Back to the Future. It was. I think yeah. it was the next one yes. after After Back Zemeckis to the Future. Zemeckis has a lot more swings and misses than we realize. I mean, listen. Really? You know what? I I respect the shit out of the fact that he. Tried to do a really cool thing, wasn't but but it just wasn't well written, and there were a lot of like duck puns in it. Yeah, what was the story? Why? why, why basically, did he talk? Uh, basically, I mean, it was it was based on a comic, yep. and uh, Howard the Duck is in a parallel universe that is an egg shaped world. Which, if you understand anything about gravity or just the the dynamics of planet, I mean, it's just it just doesn't even make sense. But it's fine; it's a comic book, and so he gets sucked into our universe, and then there's just this whole weird. Like half-assed explanation of how it happens with Jeffrey Jones and these dark overlords of the universe, and and Howard is basically a little person in a duck suit, and he's very waddly, and he knows quack foo, which is a marsh. It's just like it's so 
I mean, Leah Thompson was hot as shit, but yeah. but the rest of it was just like, oh my god, another another quack pun. Just because a species or a thing lives in a world doesn't mean it's not like Jetsons or Flintstones where everyone's gonna have their name that is tied to that era or what right. they are. <laughs> yeah. I'm, That's funny. I'm Chris Hardflesh, like, because uh, I'm a fleshy person, so my yeah, name is... Nice. But um, speaking of Hardflesh, though, did you see the Avatar porn parody? No. You haven't seen the Avatar porn parody? No, what is it? It's the... It's just... It's a part of that whole series of, you know... This this ain't this ain't Avatar. This ain't Thirty Rock. Yeah. This or whatever it is. Uh, so they made an Avatar porn parody. I know okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and I uh, and I, and I I watched I watched a couple because I was fascinated by the body. I wanted to see how they did it. Uh-huh. So I watched Avatar, Simpsons, and Munsters because they were all body paint based. Oh, so 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 even the Simpsons one was live action. It I was think people. that yeah, the Sim- yeah, and the Simpsons ones were really fucking creepy because. The people who do Marge and Homer's voice do pretty close approximations, and it's oh, just really? like it's just like watching your aunt and uncle fuck Ew, when she's yeah. like. I mean, literally, she th- this. <laughs> I I apologize for uh, anyone who is language sensitive who's about to uh, hear what I'm about to say, but you wouldn't be listening to the show if you were. But there's one part where Marge just is like, "Homer, come eat my fucking cunt." <laughs> you're like, "No, I feel ill." <laughs> it's so nasty. But I think they color tinted those people in that one. Okay. But whoever wrote it, it was they were definitely Simpsons fans because there's like a Mo Cookie Kwan sub uh, oh, wow. uh, sub story. But anyway, the Avatar one, it's it, they they did as good a job as could be expected. But they don't do the paint around the genitals, oh, so right. that takes you out of it. Right. Wait, uh, and and then and then and then they just start sweating off the makeup, and then you just see like <laughs> these splotches everywhere. But it's funny. I mean, like you should, you know, check it out. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should be in the next one. Yeah, you should come over. We'll all watch it sequel? together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. We'll just we'll just all watch it. And the Munsters one was so gross too because the guy was doing a great Herman Munster, <laughs> and while he was fucking Lily, they would cut to his face, and he'd be going. Uh, <laughs> 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 Are you serious? <laughs> weird. So weird. <laughs> I need to see that. <laughs> You'll never unsee it. You'll but never yeah, you can't. But I, I don't even understand that. Why? Why would you like uh, that, that? That would ruin these wonderful like uh, you know shows for me. If I every time I if I watch that every time I'd go back and watch The Simpsons, I'd be thinking about the porn version. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Like, oh. It's bad. So what do you? What's next? Are you so you're working on on the next couple avatars. Yeah, we're do, uh, we're doing that, and then I have I actually have a movie. Uh, Call called, us when you have something interesting going. I mean, jeez, right really, except for the biggest movies of all time. <laughs> uh, I have a movie called Janie Jones that just came out uh, this weekend. It's uh, in uh, New York and Seattle. It, it's in the theaters, but then you, anybody can get it on VOD, iTunes, cool. Apple, all that stuff. Um, it's a wonderful uh, little movie um, that uh, Alessandra Nivola and Abigail Breslin mm-hmm. are the leads of, and it's me and Brittany Snow and Elizabeth Shue. Um, and it's it's just a, a, about this guy who finds out that he has a daughter um, later in life and has to take her on the road of his flailing, you know, almost uh, washed out uh, band that mm-hmm. he's a part of. Um, and it's it's just a great little piece. It's just a gr- it's a it's a really good movie. David Rosenthal, the the director, did a great job. It's actually based off of his 
um, life. And so if you uh, are hearing this, or if this is going to be airing soon, yeah. uh, check it out. It, I think it's like 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 seven bucks. Or it's something. sort of oh, a yeah. paper moon meets Hesha. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's a little family movie. affair mixed in. Um, cool. and, uh, and, and I um, I have some some great stuff coming out next year. I, I was in actually with, with Blake, uh, Savages, the Oliver Stone's mm-hmm. new movie, um, and he is a delight as Fucking well. blowing up, Joel. Jesus Christ, dude. Just, just you know, just I, I'm a, I'm, I give a great blowjob. The, yeah, <laughs> the nerdy, he does. the nerdy kid from Portland makes good. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that is, come on, that it, is a meteoric. That is a, ama- I mean, listen, but you have to look back. You know, as you sort of look back at the history of your career, you, uh, you certainly must know. And I don't need to even tell you this, but. You're doing the right thing. I mean, like, you know, you you book more commercials than anyone else, and then you kind of jump to, like, the biggest movies. I mean, it's kind of, you must sort of feel like, I think I did make the right decision. To, but, to getting out of But getting out of Portland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or getting out of Portland. Getting out of Portland, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then getting out of commercials. Um, I don't know, you know, you, you kind of, you, you, it's funny, like, when I was doing it, I was like, oh, this may be the worst decision ever, because, like, you can do commercials forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's a risk. It is a, it was a risk. And, to follow you know, what you want. That doesn't necessarily, but that's the thing, I want, like, I, I knew Cameron. that I wasn't going to be happy, like, I don't want to do commercials for, I would have rather, like, done dinner theater in Portland, you know, because at least you're kind of acting, doing other, you know, something else besides just hawking cereal. Follow what you love. Yeah. That's the lesson. Um, so that's, uh, so, and, and that was obviously s- such an honor and such a uh, pleasure to work with, uh, you know, one of our uh, best directors out there. Um, I think that his his work is some of the coolest and most creative shit that has gone, you yeah. know, in the last 30, 40 years. Um, so, you know, w- when that all came together and I was uh, uh, honored to be a part of it, that that was really cool. I actually took a picture with him. It's so funny. Like, I've never really done that. I'm sure I have pictures of Jim and I, but just randomly because, you know, we had to do event stuff together. But I like, you know, after it was over, I was like, can I, can I have a, a picture? Like, Excuse me, Mr. Stone. Wow. I, okay, oh, wow. Not, not that was, it cool? it was, like, was he cool about it? I was like, yo, give me a pic. Um, uh, Were you no, macking yeah, on him? totally cool. I was macking on him. Did you scam? Yeah, did you yeah. finger Oliver Stone? I, was, I, I, I did. I actually had him uh, dress up in a cheerleader outfit because I was still trying to figure out who that girl from Foxfire was. Yep. And I was like, yeah. is it you, Oliver? By the way, Oliver Stone, no need to change his name in the Flintstones universe. I'm just oh, saying. There you go. Wow. There you go. Oliver Stone Rock. Guys. You don't have to add rock. It's already he's already got <laughs> stone in the name. Needs rock. Joel Moore rock. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Sessler's here on the weekends. That's a what? Who? Adam Sessler's here on the weekends. Hey, there's a, he's he's a tireless worker. Adam Sessler. Yeah, in a t-shirt and jeans. Yep, Look that's right. This. That's, yeah. this is that's how he dresses every day. For us. In the fucking in 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 the nerd realm, you can go to work in a t-shirt and jeans yeah, and a it. in a snarky t-shirt. And fucking. By the way, ninety nine percent of what, my life, I can be in a t shirt and jeans. Like, when do you have to? <laughs> when do I have to dress up? I, they're when you dre- have to go to Sterling Cooper Draper Price to uh, when, do when, your big when pitch. I have to. When I have to go to hell no. Yeah, any kind of pitches you're doing, you can just show up. Like this. But uh, you know, when you have to go to a premiere, I guess is when you. Yeah. And then when you have to take a nice lady out, that's kind of all the only times you have to. Or man doesn't. You know. Either one. We're not. Yeah. Uh, um. But uh, yeah, so Oliver Stone and and I have a, a the, Rita, the movie that I did with Rita Wilson. Um, it's called Jewtopia, where I play a Jew. Finally, this nose comes to its uh, fruition. <laughs> That'll get you in that cemetery. It got, it got, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Jewtopia is gonna finally. I've been waiting for this. He's not um, Jewish, but was he in Jewtopia? Yeah, let him um, into Jewtopia. 
So uh, and 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 we had a wonderful cast. My fiance was a Jamie Lynn Sigler, who is oh, yeah. wonderful and, and a great a great gal. Um, my parents were um, Tom Arnold and uh, Re- I'm sorry, John. There's so many of the Jews that came to play. Um, uh, John Lovitz and uh, uh, Tom Arnold was her father. Okay. Um, Cameron Mannheim was her mother. Awesome. Um, and so we just had a, a, an amazing cast. Rita was was my mom. Um, and it was just, it was fun, and and uh, they they were all, I mean, seeing those four people in the same, like, scene is just, like, what? That's the, that's, like, classic comedy and classic, Cameron Mannheim is so funny. I never kind of, I never really, you know, knew. I mean, you knew that she could do comedy, but... Dude, it's 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 uh it's fun. So yeah, there's some good stuff coming out, and then I get to go. You know, I'm going back to Avatar Jail. Sweet. <laughs> well, um, we're at the end of our show, but uh, thank you for coming on, Joel. Yeah, dude, uh, especially you guys after rock. after a, a crazy night of Halloween antics. Not that crazy. I'm just old now, so it hurts more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not it's old. Hard. I'm older than you are, and I, I'm not ready to admit that I'm old yet. So <laughs> we're all young. Everybody's young forever. You age extended... backwards once you stop drinking. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Benjamin Buttonism. Uh, all right, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy it. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Nerdist and sign up today to get your free audiobook. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.